0: Well, hello there. Time again for the Florida Roundtable. Hope you're having a great weekend. I am Melissa Fox and some of the topics that we are gonna take on today include finding the good in bad English. like I know what you mean. We're gonna talk about the uh, the underground cables and such and why you should always call before you dig. uh-huh. And have you heard about the wonderful Van Gogh immersive experience down in Miami? Well, if you haven't, you're going to today. Also, ADHD, you know I suffer from it. It's pretty obvious. We're going to talk to a professional about all things related, how common it is and how hard it is to get medication. All of that and more is coming up on this week's episode of the Florida Roundtable.
2: Did you lose health insurance because of a life change, like having a baby, getting married or divorced, changes in employment, or turning 26? You may qualify for quality, affordable health insurance through the Federal Health Insurance Marketplace during the special enrollment period. A certified health insurance navigator can help you find the right plan for free and without obligation. Visit us at coveringflorida.org. That's coveringflorida.org.
3: 4542.
1: When it comes to taking care of your acreage, don't mess around. Toro's zero-turn mowers cut big yards down to size in less time, so you can spend more time hunting, fishing, or just enjoying the day. Built with comfort-enhancing, productivity-boosting features like my ride suspension that takes the ache out of acreage, massive rear drive tires for ultimate traction, and ultra-durable iron forge cutting decks you can rely on for years to come. Bolt through anything that dares get in your way. Toro count on it visit toro.com zero turn to find yours
0: it's the florida Roundtable, and if you have been playing along with the home game you know that i have adhd yeah yeah they said it would go away at puberty but i think puberty came and went <laughs> and adhd stayed along so today we're going to talk about something a little bit different and that is Where the heck is the medication that kids and adults need? What is going on? And with that in mind, please welcome my guest, Dr. Greg Mattingly. He's the Associate Clinical Professor, Washington University, and President-Elect of APSARD. Welcome, Greg. How are you?
4: I'm good. Glad to join you.
0: Greg, tell us about ADHD. What is it, and is it really as common as people think?
4: You know, ADHD is it's the most common neurologic condition there is for childhood. Eight to ten percent of kids here in the United States have ADHD. As a child, it's difficulty staying focused, maybe being forgetful, maybe being impulsive. Maybe blurting things out before I think about what I have to say, So that kind of being a little restless. And I think, as you pointed out, we used to think that ADHD went away as you became a teenager. We now know that isn't the truth. Ninety percent of kids with ADHD will continue to have symptoms as they go through adolescence and as they go into adulthood.
0: How do we typically treat ADHD?
4: It's multimodal. And by multimodal, I mean it's not just one thing. First of all, for most patients, it will involve a medicine is kind of the foundation of treatment. That medicine can be a once-daily medicine, some of the new non-stimulants we have and some of the stimulants we've had around for a while. But beyond medicines, it's also learning, okay, what are the lifestyle tips and tricks that help me to be more effective and more efficient within my life? Learning to stay organized, learning how not to forget things, learning how to set a timer, learning how to pack my backpack in the evening instead of in the morning where I forget things, sticking a keychain up, so I always put my keys in the same place, and then finding the right treatment option as far as medications when you talk to your clinician or provider.
0: We're talking with Dr. Greg Mattingly. You know, I'm on a trifecta. Actually, I'm only on the double. I didn't get the trifecta. Do we have any idea about other treatments, perhaps?
4: Most adults with ADHD will have more than just ADHD if they go into adulthood. They have a difficult time maybe shutting off their mind. Three out of four adults have a hard time falling asleep. Once I get to sleep, maybe it's okay, but my mind just doesn't want to shut off. For women with ADHD, the most common thing they have along with ADHD is anxiety. I'm stressed. I'm overwhelmed. And the mistake that a lot of times happens with our women that come in for ADHD, a lot of my patients I've taken care of, they come in stressed, they come in overwhelmed, and the first thing they get put on is an antidepressant. Without the clinician saying, hey, maybe the reason you're stressed and overwhelmed is, tell me about your concentration. (laughs) Tell me about your focus. Don't let this checklist. Let me see which condition you have. I think there's stigma out there. Even when I was going through medical school, we thought that ADHD was boys, not girls. We thought that you grew out of it. We thought that you should only take your treatment for school and try not to take it on the weekends. And we know all of that is just wrong. Many of the women out there got missed when they were kids. You had to have pretty outward symptoms, such as you did. The good news is that stigma is starting to change. We now see that for adults in the United States, women are actually coming in more often than men saying, I think I may have a version of what my kids have. And that medication is one of the answers, but it's not the only answer when it comes to having the best life you can have when you have ADHD. From going from short-acting stimulants that you take multiple times a day to trying to find medicines that you take once a day that are smooth, and consistent in your system. Yeah. So we have a variety of medicines, such as Vyvanse, such as Concerta or the generic of Concerta, Focalin, the generic of Focalin, that do tend to have a little better supply. Although some of those are in short supply as well. Uh-huh. Adults with ADHD can be very successful if they find the right place to be in their life. So if I have somebody with ADHD who gets distracted, and I ask them to sit behind a desk and do a boring monotonous the job, it's probably going to be pretty hard for them. But if they get to go out and Talk to people and do sales calls or interact with the public or do a radio interview. They'd be really successful at that, that outcome. So finding where you're successful, learning how to live your life in a way where you manage to cope with the issues that you have with ADHD, and then working with your clinician, trying to find the right treatment option. And you're right, in this day and age, it's the right treatment option it's an available treatment option. Some of those treatments are more available, and some of them are just going to be really hard to find going forward in the future.
0: Where can we get more information, Dr.?
4: One is there's a great patient advocacy group called CHAD, and they make a a once-a-month magazine called Attitude that's designed for your listeners out there. It teaches you about yourself, about your kids, what is ADHD, what's it like for a man versus a woman, what's it like for a mom. And then the organization that I'm the president-elect of, APSARD, A-P-S-A-R-D, .org, it's the American ADHD Association. And it's a group of the nation's top teachers, researchers, experts, psychologists, doctors, nurses, all working together to give education about ADHD.
0: We've been talking with Dr. Greg Mattingly, and he is an associate clinical professor, Washington University, and as he mentioned, APSARD, A-P-S-A-R-D. Thank you so much, Greg, for sharing some information with us.
4: Great to be with you. Thank you.
1: David was in big trouble with the IRS. At first,
3: I didn't owe that much, but after this year, it was out of control.
1: Then David called Get a Tax Lawyer.
3: Right away, they were like, oh, yeah, looks like you're qualified to say
1: Get a Tax Lawyer went to work. (laughs) Should have called way sooner. Get a Tax Lawyer has helped thousands like David fight the IRS and get a fresh start. Call 800-786-9014.
3: That's 800-786-9014.
1: It's the bait-and-tackle life jacket fashion debut.
4: And here comes sport fisherman Fat Jack Brubaker sporting the new comfortable inflatable vest. Next up on the runway is everybody's chum, bass fisherman Joe Hastings, wearing a fabulous belt-back inflatable. Life jackets save lives. And with today's easy-to-wear designs, you'll be looking good. Wear it, Florida. For more info, go to wearitflorida.com.
1: how you can make the most of your brain as you age at brainhealth.gov
0: it's the florida Roundtable. are you in the mood to channel some fun some positive vibes here in florida well by immersing yourself in the van gogh experience the immersive experience down in miami It features a lot of artists, famous spring paintings, a lot of them, including almond blossoms, fishing in spring, and a lot of iconic paintings. I cannot describe it half as well as my guest, John Zeller. How are you, John?
6: It's great to be talking about spring in the eternal summer state of Miami. Yeah, right?
0: First and foremost, how did this all come about?
6: Van Gogh is really the rock star of the art world, and his work is so well-known and so accessible exhibition hub has created immersive experiences for quite some time and we really wanted to bring the art and the mastery of Vincent van Gogh to the US in a way that's never been done before so we created these huge canvases 360 degrees surround, 4K projection in 10,000-square-foot rooms with massive ceilings where you really get to become a part of his artwork.
0: I have a couple of friends who actually went down to the Miami Van Gogh. They had so much fun and enlightenment.
6: You know, there's other galleries as well. So we have several galleries that set up the immersive experience, and it's in the historic Olympia Theater, which is a beautiful Art Deco Theater that really harkens back to the early days of Miami. It's right downtown, which is experiencing a wonderful revitalization. So
0: we're talking with John Zeller, and so you all talk about the health benefits of returning to Van Gogh. Could you explain it for me a little bit?
6: Really what it is, is that recent studies have come out that have shown that digital art has incredible health benefits. We typically look at our screens, you know, our screens are filled with information and chaos, messages, social media, to-do lists. But when you put an image of digital art on one of your screens, it immediately soothes you. It immediately lowers blood pressure, re- reduces anxiety. This study we're excited about because we have this incredible 360 canvas with 40 projectors all around you and on the floor. You become a part of the art. You become a part of that digital art, and we show a 35-minute show of Van Gogh's works. If your blood pressure is reduced looking at it on your phone, imagine how much more relaxing it would be to enter this environment where you're surrounded in his artworks for this incredible sound and light show.
0: Have you done any other immersive art movement? Anything in particular other than Van Gogh?
6: Actually, Exhibition Hub has developed numerous immersive art experiences. There's a Claude Monet immersive experience that we're currently showing in our Atlanta venue and is rolling out across the country. We also have an immersive art experience on Dolly, which is being very well received. So immersive art is really something that is just starting to take hold in the U.S., and it's something that we, we see a lot of upside to, we see a lot of interest in, And We'll continue to operate it. We actually have been at the Olympia for uh, almost two years now, and we don't really show any signs of slowing down.
0: We're talking about Immerse Yourself in Spring with Van Gogh's Immersive Experience. What did we learn about his health?
6: Van Gogh was your typical struggling artist. He really focused his life on this calling that he had, and he really focused on his art. One of the challenges that Van Gogh had, he was diagnosed with potentially several disorders. He was this struggling artist who also had these mental health challenges. The sad part about that is is that during the time of his life, none of these were really diagnosable. None of them were really considered diseases or health challenges and so he really struggled in his life to just connect with people because he had all of these challenges and he was you know what this did to him socially was it really isolated him fortunately for him he had the inner strength and he did through his artworks as you mentioned almond blossoms fishing in spring but also his sunflowers canvases. Mm, he actually did 11 different sunflower canvases. A lot of times we think about oh Van Gogh sunflower paintings, but there were actually 11 of them. He was exploring the entire the life of a sunflower which kind of is this metaphor for life itself from the early bloom to the to the end of its life and he was always he was experimenting with all these different shades of yellow in those paintings. So another great springtime message where that yellow really is an uplifting color and a color of change and a color of hope. He was really putting all of that into his canvases. You see a lot of joy and a lot of hope in all of his works.
0: Do you think that he was around in this day and age? Would he have been as creative if he was treated for his mental health? I think
6: so. I mean, I think— We all have that creative spark inside of us, and it's really the question of how we follow it, how we implement it in our lives. The thing is, if he had been treated, and he actually was treated, he actually committed himself to a health asylum, to a monastery near the end of his life for a few years, which was his most productive period. So if that treatment had been able to continue or that treatment had been a little more focused on what he actually was suffering, we might have seen Van Gogh continue to paint for another 30, 40, 50 years. He he killed himself at the age of 37. Mm. So imagine if he had been able to to get the treatment he needed to give him that little bit of balance in his life, what additional output we would have seen. Van Gogh really was a – revolutionary painter he changed the way we think about painting he he brought all this motion into his works and went on to inspire all the expressionists he was very important inspiring the impressionists as well but if he had been able to continue that work it would have been a, a further revolution a further evolution of what painting is today
0: Now, I mentioned, John, that a lot of my friends have already tripped down to Miami and have seen the Van Gogh immersive experience. Should they go again?
6: Well, absolutely. They should go again. I mean, it's a – so downtown has just completed this massive renovation. So the streets are clear. The sidewalks are rebuilt. All the businesses uh, along Flagler Street and right downtown are opening up and are open – There's also added benefits to experiencing digital art on multiple occasions. So there's a few things to that. One is just the overall effect of digital art, where it does help center you, help you recharge, which is great for getting ready for the busy summer season in Miami. Um, But also, when you experience digital art for a second time or a third time, It has even added benefits because you already have a sense of the plot, Mm -hmm. so now you can go in and you really can just experience this in this more meditative state where you're you're experiencing the art for the art's sake, but you have a sense of what's coming ahead, which gives you an added sense of calm and ease. Now, a little wrinkle on that is that while we follow a similar storyline, we've actually created an entirely new immersive show and an entirely new virtual reality show, which we haven't gotten to talk about yet. But you can you can come back, experience all the majesty of Van Gogh's works in another way for the first time coming back to the Olympia of the year in Miami.
0: So if you just joined us, well, you missed a lot, first and foremost. John Zoller is here with me, and he is the executive producer of exhibition hub we're talking about the van gogh immersive experience and that is down in miami at the iconic olympia and um here's another thing i wanted to ask you about though you just mentioned we didn't uh talk a lot about the the digital stuff is that what you just said
6: uh virtual reality virtual the vr let's talk uh, about vr yeah so I, i jumped ahead a little bit there at the beginning the exhibition is actually set up with this experience funnel, if you will, where you first go through a series of galleries where you learn about the artist through text panels and recreations of his work that you can actually step into. So for example, his iconic bedroom painting, we built it out in 3D and you can walk into it, do your selfie, go in there with your (laughs) friends and really become a part of that painting. We also have, you know, speaking of springtime, We have a wonderful smaller immersive theater called, that I call, Van Gogh's Many Vases. So we project all of Van Gogh's flower paintings that he painted of still lives and vases onto a vase where you see all of his vibrant colors, his irises, his sunflowers, his roses, all coming to life in 3D digital mapping right in front of you which is really a powerful, wonderful, contemplative experience. This is all a setup for the immersive gallery, which is right there in the heart of the auditorium in 10,000 square feet with soaring ceilings up to that 60-foot high dome at the top of the theater. But following that is our virtual reality experience. And in that virtual reality experience, you put on a pair of virtual reality goggles, and you actually go – you walk – alongside van gogh through the south of france where he had his most productive period you see the countryside that he loved so much turn into ten of his most iconic paintings and it's it's really the grand finale of the show and that's an all new experience that guests coming back coming back or guests coming for the first time can just be completely transported into and it really takes your breath away, you're ultimately seeing the world through Van Gogh's eyes using the magic of virtual reality technology.
0: Okay, I know my listeners are now wondering, where do we get tickets for the Van Gogh immersive?
6: So the best place to get tickets is at GoghExpo.com. We're going to be at the Olympia through the summer, and we're open Thursdays through Sundays. On Thursday and Friday, we open at 10. On Saturdays, we open at 9, and on Sundays, we open at 10. We're open all day those days, and it's just a wonderful way to get, get re-centered and recharged. A little added benefit in the Miami Heat is that because of the Olympia Theater's historic condition, we have to keep it really cool in there in order for all the plaster and everything to to stay sure. assembled. So you can really benefit from some wonderful AC as well to ex- escape the heat and immerse yourself in this incredible new format of digital art.
0: Van Gogh now, what's next for Exhibition Hub?
6: Well, we're, we've got a couple great new projects that we're rolling out. Uh, we actually just opened an art of the brick immersive experience. So this is all Lego art by the world famous lego artist nathan sawoya we're always looking at what the next thing is to bring to miami the olympia theater is a wonderful forum for a lot of our projects look for van gogh through the summer and then watch this space and you can go to exhibitionhub.com as well as van to see what's coming next
0: it's been a pleasure talking with you and I see a road trip in my future. Anyone want to go? Just text me. We'll go. It is the Van Gogh. Yeah, right. The Van Gogh immersive experience. John zeller has been with us explaining the positive spring vibes going on at the Van Gogh experience down in Miami. Thank you so much for enlightening us on Van Gogh and on the immersive experience. On it's been a pleasure.
6: My pleasure. Thanks Melissa. You got it.
3: Looking to make your garden fresh and new this spring? Quality green specialists in DeLand has what you're looking for. Fancy shrubs, large trees like magnolias and hollies, beautiful flowers like supertunias and azaleas, olives, citrus, peaches, blueberries, vegetables and herbs too. Enjoy gardening at its best. Select from our quality fertilizers and organics like azomite. Great plants, sustainable products. Friendly expert advice, 335 West Michigan Avenue, Deland, and online at QualityGreenspecialist.com.
6: If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify.
3: Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652.
5: Hi, I'm Johnny Erickson Tata. Growing up with a brother with autism, Sarah Crump witnessed firsthand how kids with disabilities felt left out by their peers. It's why at the age of 15, Sarah approached her cheerleading coach, with an idea to include girls with disabilities on her school's cheer team. Well, what started out as an inclusive high school cheer team in a small town in Iowa has led to what is now known as Sparkle Effect, a thriving nonprofit with over 180 cheer teams across the United States, bringing students with and without disabilities together through cheerleading. The result? More confidence, higher grades, and better school attendance for kids with disabilities. And for those without a disability, new friends and a greater empathy. You want to learn more? Well, visit disabilitycampaign.org, where we have posted a link to the fabulous work known as The Sparkle Effect. We're here early before they wake up. We stay late, we stay informed,
1: to learn more, visit hud.gov slash That's hud.gov slash Or call 1-800-669-9777. 1-800-669-9777. A public service message from HUD in partnership with the National Fair Housing Alliance.
0: It's the Florida Roundtable. Are you in the mood to channel some fun, some positive vibes here in Florida? Well, by immersing yourself in the Van Gogh experience, the immersive experience down in Miami, it features a lot of artists, famous spring paintings, a lot of them, including almond blossoms, fishing in spring, and a lot of iconic paintings. I cannot describe it half as well as my guest, John Zeller. How are you, John? It's
6: great to be talking about spring in the eternal summer state of Miami. Yeah, right?
0: First and foremost, how did this all come about?
6: Van Gogh is really the rock star of the art world, and his work is so well-known and so accessible. Exhibition Hub has created immersive experiences for quite some time, and we really wanted to bring the art and the mastery of Vincent Van Gogh to the U.S. in a way that's never been done before. So we created these huge canvases 360 degrees surround, 4K projection in 10,000-square-foot rooms with massive ceilings where you really get to become a part of his artwork.
0: I have a couple of friends who actually went down to the Miami Van Gogh. They had so much fun and enlightenment.
6: You know, there's other galleries as well. So we have several galleries that set up the immersive experience, and it's in the historic Olympia Theater, which is a beautiful art deco theater, that really harkens back to the early days of Miami. It's right downtown, which is experiencing a wonderful revitalization.
0: So we're talking with John Zeller, and so y'all talk about the health benefits of returning to Van Gogh. Could you explain it for me a little bit?
6: Really what it is, is that recent studies have come out that have shown that digital art has incredible health benefits. We typically look at our screens, you know, our screens are filled with information and chaos, messages, social media, to-do lists. But when you put a image of digital art on one of your screens, it immediately soothes you. It immediately lowers blood pressure, re- reduces anxiety. This study we're excited about because we have this incredible 360 canvas with 40 projectors all around you and on the floor. You become a part of the art. You become a part of that digital art, and we show a 35-minute show of Van Gogh's works. If your blood pressure is reduced looking at it on your phone, Imagine how much more relaxing it would be to enter this environment where you're surrounded in his artworks for this incredible sound and light show.
0: Have you done any other immersive art movement, anything in particular other than Van Gogh?
6: Actually, Exhibition Hub has developed numerous immersive art experiences. There's a Claude Monet immersive experience that we're currently showing in our Atlanta venue and is rolling out across the country. We also have an immersive art experience on Dolly, which is being very well received. So immersive art is really something that is just starting to take hold in the U.S. And it's something that we, we see a lot of upside to. We see a lot of interest in. And we'll continue to operate it. We actually have been at the Olympia for almost two years now, and we don't really show any signs of slowing down.
0: We're talking about Immerse Yourself in Spring with Van Gogh's Immersive Experience. What did we learn about his
6: health? Van Gogh was your typical struggling artist. He really focused his life on this calling that he had, and he really focused on his art. One of the challenges that Van Gogh had, he was diagnosed with potentially several disorders. He was this struggling artist who also had these mental health challenges. The sad part about that is is that during the time of his life, none of these were really diagnosable. None of them were really considered diseases or health challenges and so he really struggled in his life to just connect with people because he had all of these challenges and he was you know what this did to him socially was it really isolated him fortunately for him he had the inner strength and he did through his artworks as you mentioned almond blossoms fishing in spring but also his sunflowers canvases. Mm, he actually did 11 Different sunflower canvases. A lot of times we think about, oh, Van Gogh sunflower painting, but there were actually 11 of them. He was exploring the entire the life of a sunflower, which kind of is this metaphor for life itself, from the early bloom to the to the end of its life. And he was always he was experimenting with all these different shades of yellow in those paintings. So another great springtime message, where that yellow really. Is an uplifting color and a color of change and a color of hope. He was really putting all of that into his canvases. You see a lot of joy and a lot of hope in all of his works.
0: Do you think that he was around in this day and age? Would he have been as creative if he was treated for his mental health? I think so. I mean, I think—
6: We all have that creative spark inside of us, and it's really the question of how we follow it, how we implement it in our lives. The thing is, if he had been treated, and he actually was treated, he actually committed himself to a health asylum, to a monastery near the end of his life for a few years, which was his most productive period. So if that treatment had been able to continue or that treatment had been a little more focused on what he actually was suffering, we might have seen Van Gogh continue to paint for another 30, 40, 50 years. He he killed himself at the age of 37. Mm. So imagine if he had been able to to get the treatment he needed to give him that little bit of balance in his life, what additional output we would have seen. Van Gogh really was a revolutionary painter he changed the way we think about painting he he brought all this motion into his works and went on to inspire all the expressionists he was very important in inspiring the impressionists as well but if he had been able to continue that work it would have been a, a further revolution a further evolution of what painting is today
0: Now, I mentioned, John, that a lot of my friends have already tripped down to Miami and have seen the Van Gogh immersive experience. Should they go again?
6: Well, absolutely. They should go again. I mean, it's a – so downtown has just completed this massive renovation. So the streets are clear. The sidewalks are rebuilt. All the businesses uh, along Flagler Street and right downtown are opening up and are open – There's also added benefits to experiencing digital art on multiple occasions. So there's a few things to that. One is just the overall effect of digital art where it does help center you, help you recharge, which is great for getting ready for the busy summer season in Miami. Um, But also when you experience digital art for a second time or a third time, It has even added benefits because you already have a sense of the plot, Mm -hmm. so now you can go in and you really can just experience this in this more meditative state where you're you're experiencing the art for the art's sake, but you have a sense of what's coming ahead, which gives you an added sense of calm and ease. Now, a little wrinkle on that is that while we follow a similar storyline, we've actually created an entirely new immersive show and an entirely new virtual reality show which we haven't gotten to talk about yet but you can you can come back experience all the majesty of van gogh's works in another way for the first time coming back to the olympia the year in miami
0: so if you just joined us well you missed a lot first and foremost john is here with me and he is the executive producer of exhibition hub we're talking about the van gogh immersive experience and that is down in miami at the iconic olympia and um here's another thing i wanted to ask you about though you just mentioned we didn't uh talk a lot about the the digital stuff is that what you just said
6: uh virtual reality virtual the vr let's talk uh, about vr yeah so I, i jumped ahead a little bit there at the beginning the exhibition is actually set up with this experience funnel, if you will, where you first go through a series of galleries where you learn about the artist through text panels and recreations of his work that you can actually step into. So for example, his iconic bedroom painting, we built it out in 3d and you can walk into it, do your selfie, go in there with your (laughs) friends and really become a part of that painting. We also have, you know, speaking of springtime, We have a wonderful smaller immersive theater called, that I call, Van Gogh's Many Vases. So we project all of Van Gogh's flower paintings that he painted of still lives and vases onto a vase where you see all of his vibrant colors, his irises, his sunflowers, his roses, all coming to life in 3D digital mapping right in front of you which is really a powerful, wonderful, contemplative experience. This is all a setup for the immersive gallery, which is right there in the heart of the auditorium in 10,000 square feet with soaring ceilings up to that 60-foot high dome at the top of the theater. But following that is our virtual reality experience. And in that virtual reality experience, you put on a pair of virtual reality goggles, and you actually go, you walk, alongside Van Gogh through the south of France, where he had his most productive period, you see the countryside that he loved so much turn into 10 of his most iconic paintings. And it's, it's really the grand finale of the show. And that's an all-new experience that guests coming back coming back or guests coming for the first time can just be completely transported into And it really takes your breath away. You're ultimately seeing the world through Van Gogh's eyes using the magic of virtual reality technology.
0: Okay, I know my
6: listeners are now wondering, where
0: do we get tickets for the Van Gogh Immersive?
6: So the best place to get tickets is at VanGohexpo.com. We're going to be at the Olympia through the summer, and we're open Thursdays through Sundays. On Thursday and Friday, we open at 10. On Saturdays, we open at 9, and on Sundays, we open at 10. We're open all day those days, and it's just a wonderful way to get, get re-centered and recharged. A little added benefit in the Miami Heat is that because of the Olympia Theater's historic condition, we have to keep it really cool in there in order for all the plaster and everything to to stay sure. assembled. So you can really benefit from some wonderful AC as well to ex- escape the heat and immerse yourself in this incredible new format of digital art.
0: Van Gogh now, what's next for Exhibition Hub?
6: Well, we're, we've got a couple great new projects that we're rolling out. Uh, we actually just opened an art of the brick immersive experience. So this is all Lego art by the world-famous Lego artist Nathan Sawaya. We're always looking at what the next thing is to bring to Miami. The Olympia Theater is a wonderful forum for a lot of our projects. Look for Van Gogh through the summer and then watch this space, and you can go to exhibitionhub.com as well as vangohexpo.com to see what's coming next.
0: It's been a pleasure talking with you, and I see a road trip in my future. Anyone want to go? Just text me. We'll go. It is the Van Gogh. Yeah, right? The Van Gogh Immersive Experience. John Zeller's been with us explaining the positive spring vibes going on at the Van Gogh Experience down in Miami. Thank you so much for enlightening us on Van Gogh and on the Immersive Experience. It's been a pleasure.
6: My pleasure. Thanks,
0: Melissa. You got it.
2: Before we left the hospital, my daughter received her newborn hearing screening. It only took a couple of minutes, and it was a painless test.
1: When our son was
7: born, the doctors tested his heart and found out his blood oxygen levels were low. As a dad, nothing is more important than your child's health.
2: It was that initial screening that led to her early identification of hearing loss.
7: And as a result, we found out about our baby's rare condition, which allowed us to review treatment options quickly. Go to floridanewbornscreening.com to learn more.
2: Hi, can I take your order? Uh, yeah. Can I get one order of the Florida Sweet Corn Ricotta Fritters? Um, sorry, that's not on our menu. Okay. Well, just one Florida blueberry cobbler, then. (laughs) Where are you seeing these? Um, followfreshfromflorida.com. Followfreshfromflorida.com has easy recipes for in-season local produce.
8: That's amazing.
2: Right? On second thought, no fast food for me today. Find seasonal recipes made with Florida ingredients at followfreshfromflorida.com could you use monthly payments to help meet basic needs, like putting food on the table, paying the rent, or buying new shoes for growing feet? Find out about Supplemental Security Income. You may qualify if your income and financial resources are low and you are 65 or older, or an adult or child with a disability or who is blind. Call 1-800-772-1213 or go to ssa.gov SSI. Produced by Social Security at U.S. taxpayer expense. It's the Florida
0: Roundtable, and there's kind of a good news angle for this story coming up. And it's really great, for us anyway, here at the Roundtable, because I really want to talk about this. It's something that affects us Floridians every day, but you know what? No one's talking about it. About 66 times each day in Florida, an underground utility line is damaged through digging. What? That's crazy. With that in mind... Sarah Magruder-Lyle and John Flewharty are with us today. Let's start with Sarah first. Can you tell me what your position is?
8: Sure. Thanks for having us, Melissa. Uh, My name is Sarah Magruder-Lyle, and I am president and CEO of the Common Ground Alliance which is a uh, trade association dedicated to protecting underground infrastructure and those who live and work near this important infrastructure.
0: And
7: John, what is your purpose? I am actually a Florida resident, and I am the vice chair of the Common Ground Alliance, and I represent Excavators on the common ground.
0: So, what is happening and how can we stop it?
8: Well, it's not just happening now. Basically, everything you rely on in your home water, sewer, uh, telecom, some in most. Some places, power, natural gas, all those things that you depend on when you flip on the light switch or turn on your stove or turn on your shower are coming into your home um, through underground infrastructure. And so with the increase in construction, particularly in Florida, we want to make sure that we are educating people to keep those um, assets and those people and those working on the job site safe and connected to the utilities they depend on every day.
0: Oh John, how come people don't pay attention? Well, why don't they call and find out before they start digging? I mean, is there's steps right?
7: there is correct there, we all uh, excavators and homeowners are required to call the one call system and identify the areas that they're going to excavate. Um, it's also the responsibility though of all the utilities to locate their uh, their, their underground structures. Uh, In a timely and accurate man manner. And so uh, it is there is process. And when it works well, it it tends to go well. And it's kind of like the airlines. When it doesn't work well, we have problems.
0: Mm, Makes sense. So in Florida, we're slated to receive billions of dollars, something about a new infrastructure and bipartisan infrastructure law. At this point, I just nodded off. So can someone explain maybe what all this is going on, the money that we're supposed to be getting, and how it's supposed to help us out?
8: Well, certainly.
7: Um, Sarah. Go ahead, John. Yeah, so I'm going to jump in on that. So what you're part of in Florida right now is a, is a huge undergrounding push on the electric side for reliability purposes and, and during the storms. Uh, the second thing is we have a, 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 an older natural gas system that's being replaced in a lot of areas in the state, and combined with the infrastructure bill, which will give us a lot of money for water and sewer uh, replacement and expansions, along with the single largest broadband buildout in the history of the country. So everything is colliding at once. There's a tremendous amount of money in this space, a tremendous amount of activity, and the ticket volumes. When you call in, they give you a ticket are are larger than they've ever been and will continue to grow.
0: so what I'm reading here is that seventy seven percent of all damage to underground utilities actually comes from just three common mistakes,
8: sir what do you think what yes. what are, what that, are they that, that is correct. And you know the big challenge there is that you know, not calling eight one one. Um, is one of our biggest challenges not calling 811 locator error and excavator error those are the three um, big buckets of the challenges we have and they make up nearly 77 percent of those issues and so if we can address those big challenges um, we will be able to put a huge dent um, in the number of damages that we're seeing across the country for example in florida we know that there's about 24,000 damages a year, which is 66 times a day in Oof. Florida alone. Wow. And that's going to continue to be a huge problem with the $19 billion coming into Florida from the Infrastructure and Investment Act. And then, um, you know, we know that the uh, Governor DeSantis has also allotted money um, into the Sunshine State to um, increase the reliability of critical infrastructure. And so... That's really the fundamental reason that Common Ground Alliance exists, is to help educate people about the importance of keeping these utilities safe and connected. So
0: let me get this right. I know we have uh, FPL and there's also Duke Energy over here in the area that I'm in. Over the last few years, they've been burying the lines, the power lines underground, so that we don't have as many issues when hurricanes or or fierce windstorms come through. Uh, how how are we supposed to go with that? Is the state like on a time you know limit to get this finished? Is anyone paying attention?
8: Well, the the idea is that I mean the, there is not a limit, but certainly these companies want to underground their infrastructure because it helps them with their reliability, right? If a hurricane comes through and you have power lines above ground, that can be a real challenge. Mm-hmm. If they're underground, right? Um, the potential for a damage is, is a lot lesser for, you know, for there to be some sort of blackout. Now, what we're focusing on is we're going to spend all that money to underground these very important assets that we're not having a dig in um, due to a lack of a one call or a locator error or an excavator error. So we want to make sure that when we're spending that money that we are, you know, valuing what's underground and and taking the appropriate precautions to make sure we keep those lines intact.
0: So you guys just had some sort of a conference and expo a couple of weeks ago. Um, How was the turnout on that, and did you feel good about the whole thing?
8: Uh, It was fabulous. We had a record-breaking conference. We had over 1,200 supporters um, and professionals in damage prevention that attended our conference in Orlando. And um, we were thrilled. We actually also decided that we really needed to get the local officials engaged and explain to them how important uh, damage prevention is. And so we held our inaugural damage prevention safety seminar um, with our first class of community groundbreakers. And we talked about how we can work together to reduce damages to utilities.
0: Wow, that sounds real fun. Hey, John, explain Common Ground Alliance and what's it all about?
7: Stakeholder groups that represent every facet of the industry, the underground industry, to protect the well-being of, of the public and to uh, protect the underground utilities. I do want to add, too, to our prior comments. You know, the residents of Florida want this undergrounding. They want their electric. They want better broadband. They want these things to take place. And so this this is something that's important to the residents of Florida uh, that that they receive these services the way they want them to work, uh, and of course for the safety and the residents of Florida we need the 811 system to function properly.
0: Got it. So okay, so in in closing, because we got to wrap this up a little bit here, uh, let's reiterate the three things that you should do before you start digging. Either one of you jump.
8: You should always call. 811 you should always make sure that you are getting a ticket that you are waiting the proper time to have your marks lo- to have those utilities located in the area in which you're working and you always want to dig with care and respect those lines
0: Ooh, and john any parting words you'd like to share with us
7: no just uh, keep in mind that painting those flags out in your neighborhood are important don't damage them uh and make sure and be ready for this uh this large volume of work to hit your area there will not be a part of the state that is not uh t- that is untouched by by all of the spending
0: do you guys know the difference between the flags like i have a purple mark in my in my driveway i've got red flags there's yellow flags they've been there for months i don't even know why
7: the purple is reclaimed water the uh, red is underground electric and the yellow is gas so so yes on your 811 call center they would have the uh nomenclature for every single color and what that means
0: oh my goodness look at that we're handling business right here where can people go get more information about the underground and digging and gas power and all this stuff
8: well certainly you can go to all 811.com and You can click on your state, um, certainly Florida here, and learn more about um, Sunshine 811, which is the local one-call center in Florida, and you can also visit commongroundalliance.com. You know, Melissa, Florida ranks as a top state for building, you know, and major infrastructure spending, and we really appreciate the opportunity to spread the word on damage prevention. Um, We have taken on a new effort recently the board um, and I announced a 50 and 5 challenge to reduce damages by 50% in five years. And we hope um, that Florida and all of those working in the state to put your critical infrastructure on the ground will join us.
0: Yeah, I hope so too. John Hardy and Sarah Magruder Lyle, thank you so much for bringing all of this to our attention here on the Florida Roundtable.
8: Thanks so much. Thank you.
0: You got it. You're listening to the Florida Talk and Entertainment
4: Network. Deep in the heart of Florida's wilderness lie unimaginable sights. Behold. <laughs>
2: Time to discover the wild side of Florida again. Florida Wild Quest is a free, fun, and family-friendly scavenger hunt. Grab your phone for this 10-day event all across the state. Explore the great outdoors and complete missions for your chance to win prizes. Florida Wild Quest takes place April 28th to May 7th. For more info, visit floridawildquest.com. That's floridawildquest.com.
7: And now, a couple of corny facts. Number one, there are about 800 kernels in each ear of corn. Number two, an ear of corn always has an even number of rows. And number three, Florida sweet corn season ends in June.
5: June? What? Why didn't anybody tell me that there's gonna?
3: Oh well, I guess that's a wrap. It's sweet corn season in
6: Florida. Stop on your way home and get some before it's gone. See more seasonal produce at followfreshfromflorida.com.
7: if your king or queen sago palms have been invaded by asian cycad scale it's time to fight back with organic summit year-round spray oil It kills Asian cycad scale and other insect pests, but Summit Year-Round Spray Oil contains no chemical toxins. Insects don't build up a resistance to this horticultural oil, so it keeps working every time you spray. Summit Year-Round Spray Oil is available at fine garden centers and at summitresponsiblesolutions.com. Shortness of
8: breath, patient's confused. Temp 102, he just had an infection, what's
1: going on? Accepted.
8: Antibiotics started. Bed ready. Let's move
1: in. Infections can lead to a deadly chain reaction in your body called sepsis. Very quickly, sepsis can cause tissue damage, organ failure, and even death. If you know the risks, can spot the symptoms, and act fast, then you can get ahead of sepsis. Learn more at CDC.gov sepsis. My muscles ached. I was tired all the time. My son had a full-blown asthma attack. It came
5: out of nowhere.
1: The unsettling thing about some symptoms is...
5: I had a fever and these terrible headaches.
1: You don't always know what's causing them. It was Lyme disease from a tick bite. I
5: had Zika virus from a mosquito. He had a reaction to cockroach allergens.
7: Threats to your health can come from unexpected places. Get the facts. Visit PestWorld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association. You've been listening to the Florida Roundtable with Melissa Fox, a news and public affairs presentation of the Florida News Network. The views and opinions expressed during this program are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the views of this station management, owners, or sponsors. For questions or concerns, contact Florida Roundtable at fnnonline.net.